Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Think God will even love you to hell. You say, oh, well, I don't, I, I, I don't want the Bible. I don't want prayer. I don't want the church. I don't want a witness. I, why we got to go to Sunday school? Why we got to pray? Why we got to fast? I ain't doing, huh, I'm not paying my tithes that the preacher can get. And God will let you go to hell by your own choosing and still love you there. You say, well, why would he love me in hell? Because you chose to go, but it did not diminish the love of God. Y'all hanging with me? That's all number one. Let me go to number two. (laughs) Why are people angry? Many people are angry with themselves. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus is able to deliver and cleanse us from our sins. The blood of Jesus Christ is able to cleanse us and deliver us from anger. Once you've genuinely repented, then for heaven's sake, forgive yourself. Once you've truly confessed your sins and repented, for heaven's sake, forgive yourself so you can live in peace with Christ and peace with others. If you refuse to accept God's forgiveness, you will struggle and have no peace. You will have no joy this year simply because you cannot accept God's forgiveness. Beloved, being thankful for your redemption through Jesus Christ, his forgiveness and the riches of his grace will remove your anger and usher in a spirit of gratitude. There are many under my voice and by radio and social media and all these things. You are angry with yourself. And yet God wants to release you of that. Thirdly, people are angry about their past. They are angry about their past. Philippians 3, 13b says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Until you let go and stop rehearsing the pains of your past, the failures of your past and the sins of your past you will not experience freedom in Christ. Let me just say that again, because somebody say, say that again, I'm writing, I'm writing, you're going too fast. Until you let go, say let go. That's hard. That's hard, because some of you like to hold on to stuff that's killing you. Until you let go and stop rehearsing the pains of the past. The failures of the past, your sins of the past. If you put that under the blood of Jesus, then God sees it no more. And he's wondering what in the world are you talking about? Because all I see is the blood. 
If you can't let it go, you're going to strangle and choke yourself to death and you will not experience freedom in Christ, which results in your being in bondage, angry and not being healed. I have a question for you. You need to write down. It's a simple, short phrased question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Fourthly, many are angry because of their personal circumstances. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Not kind of love God. Not a surface love who really deeply, intimately love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. You see, people are angry at their lack of progress in life. They are angry at their inability to pass certification tests, to pass major exams. They are angry because of a failed relationship. They're angry because of a debilitating disease. He said, why me, Lord? Why this disease? Why now? Some are angry in their circumstances because of being laid off from work. Others are angry because of a hostile work environment, a hostile family environment, whether the, the father is just raging in the house. And when he comes home, everybody make a mad dash to the bedroom. And get eerily quiet. They don't know what the fool's going to say. Family violence and family abuse. Even from wives who are out of control. Screaming and hollering. And disrespecting their husband. And and just making every little thing an issue. You left the light on in the pantry. Don't you know you wasted money? And he's guilty of the same thing. And she is too. You laughing because it's true. Be encouraged. God is in control and knows what is best for you. That calms me. That's my blessed assurance. And we know that all things work together for good. When we have that spiritual perspective, we can be encouraged knowing that God is in control and know what is best for his children. Even when you don't understand what he is doing, he's in control. Just keep on believing. Just keep on trusting God for a breakthrough. He may not come when you want him, but I tell you, he's always on time. Allow the scriptures to encourage your heart. As Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you, Lord, because he trusts in you. Jesus is my peace. Jesus is my peace. Not the political arena. Not the White House. Not the Senate. Not the Congress. Not people. Not jobs. It's Jesus. My friend, the same Jesus who overcame his trials and tribulation will also help us to overcome adversity if we keep our eyes fixed on him. John 16, 33 says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, in Christ, you may have peace. Peace is not in alcohol. Peace is not in you. Peace is not in celebrities. Peace is not in sororities and fraternities. 
peace is not in being a socialite. In me, in Christ, in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome. And you will too if you keep on trusting, hoping, and believing Christ. Hebrews 12, 2a also says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Number five, people are angry at other people's opinion because they do not think like them. Can you believe people are angry because of that? Because I have a different perspective, because I have my own mind of Christ, and because I don't think like you. You mad at me because I won't go along with how you think. Well, if you're going to think like everybody, you're going to be cuckoo. That's right. You have to think like the scripture. People are angry at other people's opinions because they do not think like them. That's why you, these professors in high seat of learning, they're, they're warping our children, even from kindergarten, exposing them to all kind of hellishness, transgenderism, when they don't even know how to count to 10. They can't tie a shoe. They can't tell time. But give them options as to say, you, you, you can be whatever you want to be, a he, she, or both. No. Learn to read and write and count. Let me raise my children spiritually and morally to the glory of God. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 16 B says, but we have the mind of Christ. And you know what? Uh, in, In this day, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's getting harder and harder to preach even in the house of God. It's getting more increasingly difficult to even preach in the house of God. You say, why do you say that? Because after, when you get through looking at all the ABC, CNBC, CBS, Fox, and everything else I can't call, you listen to every talk show on radio, everything under the sun, and you, uh, you listen to what Ken folks say who's out of touch with God, away from God, backslidden, and they talking as if they are the authoritative figure. And just because they're in the who's who in society and got two, three degrees behind their name, you think they're worth listening to and they're speaking hellishness. And when you, when you, and when you start believing all this stuff that you hear in the media, And in the news, and then I come up here and preach truth, you choke. You choke because you've been listening to lies and what the people are saying and what the pundits are saying until you've lost what truth really is. Therefore, allow absolutely no one to squeeze your thinking into their mold. Did you get that? Allow no one, absolutely no one to squeeze your thinking into their mold. Uh, I like what the uh, J.B. Phillips translation says in Romans 12 to a it says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. But let God remold your mind from within. Beloved, you are wise indeed if you have the mind of Christ and speak truth in the midst of a culture that is filled with lies, deception, political correctness, and confusion. You will be anxious, worry, 
angry and depressed if you buy into the worldview of our culture and society. Crazy thinking Christians, mixed up, confused, because you're not spending time in the authoritative, inspired word of the living God. You talk like them, you act like them, and you even look like them. And you try to witness to them, they're saying, I didn't even know you were saved. The scripture says in John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's why some of you are bound. That's why some of you are confused and mixed up. You don't know what is truth. The truth will not come through the media. The truth will not come through politicians. The truth will not come through celebrities. The truth will not come through talk shows. It will only come through the word of God. The scripture says in John 17, 17 B, your word is truth. Listen to me. I submit to you today. Never put the opinions of people over the truth of God's word. Did Did you hear what I just said? You better write it down. Never put the opinions of people over the truth of God's word. That's why I quote scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture because there's no redemptive power in what I think. The redemptive power is in what does the word of God say? We need more Bible teaching Christ-centered churches that can make a difference in this society in which we live. Number six, you say, how many we have? I may have to cut off a little bit here. (laughs) Persecution is on the rise because people are angry at Christians. Persecution is on the rise Because people are angry at Christians. It's going to cost you to be a Christian. Second Timothy 3, 12 says, yes, all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. As the world becomes more dark, more evil and more wicked, do not be surprised at the increase of injustice, hostility and hatred toward Christians. The Gospel of John chapter 15 verse 18 says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. What you whining about? Remember what they did to me, the Savior? I came unto my own and my own received me not. It is reported that Christians are the most persecuted people in the world, not to mention the rise of anti-Semitism against the Jewish people. And it will only intensify as we get closer to the return of Christ. According to Open Door USA, Christian persecution is higher today than in any other time in modern history. In just the last year, listen, in just the last year, there have been over 245 million Christians living in places where they experienced high level of persecution just last year. 4,305 Christians killed for their faith just last year. 1,847 churches and other Christian buildings attacked just last year. 3,150 believers detained without trial, arrested, sentenced, and even in prison. 
These numbers are heartbreaking, and yet we don't know the whole story. Now, if you can't take somebody looking at you or saying something that offended you, he stepped on my toe, he took my seat, they chose the wrong robe. Uh, uh, they, 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 They talked too hard and you left. What are you going to take when persecution comes? What are you going to take? You can't be soft. Can't be flighty. You got to be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. Let me do one more. People get angry when they are addicted to drugs and alcohol. This brings about uncontrolled anger causing them to lash out verbally and get physically violent with those around them, even causing family members to seek a place of refuge because of being in danger. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is to be under the control of the Spirit. As a drunkard is under the spirit of wine and alcohol and it makes him talk crazy, act crazy, do crazy things, you and I must be under the control of the influence of the Holy Spirit where we say only that which he wants us to say, go where he wants us to go, say no when he wants us to not go a certain place, and yes when he does. Beloved, when you allow your addictions to get the best of you. And that's what fasting and prayer about. It doesn't say, so well, I don't drink alcohol. Well, maybe you're addicted to being racial prejudice. You can't take folk of the other race. I'm so glad we have all kinds of colors in here. That, that's the way heaven's going to look like. If you got a problem with other races, then you don't want to go to heaven. Because there are going to be people that don't look like you. Oh, by the way, if you go to hell, you could be messed up too. It's going to be a lot of folk down there that does not look like you. So you might as well get over it. We all bleed red. We're all descendants of Adam and Eve, the first family. We all are fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm proud of who I am in Christ. My identity is in Christ. I don't need you to reorientate me. I know what the scripture says, who I am. So it might be, it might be racial prejudice. Some of you are addicted to pride and arrogance. Your view of yourself is too high. Some of you are addicted to gossip. You, if it's juicy, you got to tell it. You even, like I said in Bible study the other day, you, you even go online to see what folk have on them. See if they've broken the law, have a record. You're going to be investigative on other folk. You know, because online, it, it tells you about everybody. But when is the last time you put your own soul under investigation? I don't, as a matter of fact, when you find something juicy, what you gonna do with it? 
You gonna tell it, tell it, tell it, or you gonna tell it. You got to tell it. Why are you telling it? It's low down. What is that to you? Is that what you are living for? What poor stewardship of time to be texting mess. Folk got cancer, diabetes, folk barely hanging on, folk are suicidal, and folk are homeless, and you telling mess? That's all you got time for is mess, mess, mess. When are you going to get over your messiness? Addictions, television, music. The thing is in your ear. That's why you hard to hear. Hard to hear. You can't take it out. You can't eat without it. You live with it. I, sometimes I think it's a hearing aid, but it ain't hearing aid. It's it's just technology. It's you need to dewire yourself, lest you electrocute yourself. You're not all that. You don't have. What did you do before you had that stuff? You lived and you enjoyed family and you sat on the front porch and you ate some watermelon. You knew the neighbors. And you know the folk down the street, behind the street, now they next door. You don't know their name. You don't even know what color they are. Beloved, when you allow your addictions to get the best of you, you, you know what you do? You give them power, your addictions power over your life. Whatever it is, you give it power. Negative thoughts, you give it power over your life. Which leaves no room for the Lord to rule over your life. Because it has become your God. I close with this question. Who's in control of your life? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it your addiction? Who's in control? Is it entertainment or is it the Holy Spirit? Is it money? Another dollar, another dollar, another dollar, another dollar, and you broke, you're miserable. There are folk who are billionaires, no joy, because money does not bring joy. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? God is calling us today to freedom. And spiritual freedom comes through the word of God, fasting and prayer to the glory of God. And all God's children said, praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. I know it didn't finish, but that was enough. Your people have heard enough. Thank you, Father, that you always give me more message than I can preach. That's a good thing. Thank you, Father, that I've not stood up here one time and said I ran out of messages. Little 10 minute sermonettes. When folk got so much hell in them. Because sermonettes make Christianettes. I pray 
that we confront the issue of ourselves. Jonah should have been humble. He should have been thanking God, Lord. He had just come out of a big fish smelling like stockfish tuna. And yet he's talking smart to you. How quick, how, how soon he was to forget. And so it is with us because all the Jonas are not gone. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. So, with, so that we can see like you see. So that we can hear like you hear. So that we can talk kingdom talk. So that we can love unconditionally. So that we can stand in perilous times in which we live. So that we can be thankful for who you are and what you've done for us undeserving creatures. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.